0: Pengabdi Setan 2, Communion, is an absolutely fantastic movie. Bahir and I caught it at the premiere screening last night and we were blown away, Yeah, to use a pedestrian phrase, if you will. I enjoyed the first movie. It obviously came out five years ago in 2017 and I thought it was a very accomplished horror story. But I wasn't ready for just how good this sequel was going to be. Like, Joko Anwar took all of the stuff that made the first movie great, and then he kind of builds on it. Developing the world, developing these characters. In just two movies, I think Joko Anwar accomplishes something truly remarkable in this Pengabdi Setan cinematic universe, if you will. I say cinematic universe because I believe
1: there's going to be three films. Yes, there's three films. They've confirmed that it's going to be a trilogy. So there will be a third one. What I'm saying isn't hyperbole. When you go and watch this movie, you will
0: understand what I mean. He is working with a much smaller budget than any of those Hollywood productions. He knows exactly how to use his money. He knows what to get out of his actors. The scripting is tight. The characters actually grow before your eyes. And the best part of all, he is in. Complete and utter control of your emotions throughout this Mm. movie. He knows exactly how to pull your strings. He knows when to use a jump scare. He knows when to hold you in suspense. He knows when to withhold the scares so you're constantly at the edge of your seat. There was no point in this movie where I knew what was going to happen because he was always, always subverting my expectations.
1: Long-time listeners of me (laughs) will know that i don't enjoy horror and i thoroughly enjoyed my time out in the cinema for this one and i think it's because he didn't joko anwa didn't resort to jump scares for jump scares sake joko anwa didn't set out to tell a ghost story just to scare you he hasn't forgotten the second word in that statement which is that a ghost story must have a story, you can't just be filled with ghosts. Correct. I, I didn't see the first one in the cinemas. I caught it on Netflix just before I went for the second one. And even the first one, there is a healthy amount of scares. It isn't overloaded with jump scares, but at the same time, that creep factor is always there. Hopefully, you've seen the first one, because if you haven't, it's on Netflix, so you should go watch it. But towards the end of the film, there is a beautiful shot of some cult members outside the house of our protagonists. And just the way that shot was was designed as a look, the way these guys were just standing there with their umbrellas in the rain, it was great. And I think this movie takes all of the elements of the story of the first one and moves it forward. This isn't just another haunted house or haunted ghost thing happening in a house with the protagonists. He's now taken the lore further he's taken the story further and i thought it was great execution it was a great evolution of the di Setan story
0: because that's what the first movie was the first movie was this intimate experience right yes i mean which isn't to say this isn't this is also primarily a single location film and what a brilliant fucking location it is in this weirdly abandoned and run down apartment building that is just the Uh stuff of nightmares and joko anwa frames it shoots it and lights it perfectly but this one is escalation like the movie begins in the 1950s and we see a journalist being driven somewhere and he doesn't know where He arrives in the middle of the jungle to this kind of planetarium-like place and he is let in by the chief of police where he sees bodies, dead bodies, uprooted from their graves and laid out in a kind of praying position. Yeah. He has no idea what the fuck is going on. All he is told is to photograph the site. When he is asked why, the police chief says the authorities, the higher-ups have told him to cover this up because it cannot get out because important things are happening in Indonesia, and this news cannot derail any of that. But he tells the journalist... You need to have a record of this. I don't care how you do it. Publish a magazine, come up with some conspiracy theory, go nuts. But people must know there will be someone out there who will believe this crazy story because it cannot just disappear because there's something going on. And I thought that entire setup was fucking brilliant. Like that immediately Mm. put me in the mood for everything that was about to come next. And yeah. it was so simple and yet so incredibly effective. And so from that point on, we go back to the family that we met in Pungabdi Setan. There is a thunderstorm about to hit. Things are about to get flooded. And creepy shit is about to happen. All of the stuff that happens in this movie... Is earned. I don't think there was a single moment, at least I didn't notice a single moment, that relied on any kind of deus ex machina. There was nothing that required you to suspend your disbelief except your disbelief in ghosts, right? But once you are there, everything else is explained and just so beautifully crafted. I, yeah, I was, I left this movie blown away. Like I've seen so many. Malaysian horror films and a Mm. lot of them have made a lot of money in Malaysian cinemas but none of them were as well crafted and well thought out as this. Like, there was so much effort in the myth-making and the world-building that I'm waiting for the next one.
1: Yeah, but even then, even even as you say that there's a lot of effort spent in world-building and myth-making, it never gets bogged down by any of that. It never stops... To tell you the lore of the story. It never correct. It's just moving, right? The tempo never stops for this massive monologue about a 17th century whatever and a 19th century this and a and a prostitute that. Nothing. It just moves along. You keep up, you hang on, and you will get it. The story never leaves you in doubt. It never leaves you to the side to sort of have to make. Your way through all of this. It it doesn't overburden the audience with with monologues. It doesn't overburden the audience with unnecessary flashbacks and historical things. It fucking moves. This and this movie is tense. It's tense as shit. Even
0: the best Hollywood horror films do that, where there will suddenly yeah. be a pause in the action and the horror where some old guy sits down and goes, Well, you know. 50 yeah. years ago, somebody died here. And, and the thing yeah. is, I think Joko Anwar has kind of studied the form so well that he knows he doesn't have to do that. You're familiar with a certain genre trope. And so therefore, all he has to do is kind of show you that photo album or hint at what this building might be, and you get the idea immediately.
1: And, and again, I think a big part of it possibly is the knowing that there is a third movie, right? You don't have to drop everything in this one. And you know your audience are going to be watching all three. So you don't need in the second movie to recap for the audiences that missed the first one what happened in the first one. And I doubt he'll do that for the third. Also,
0: I have to say, you don't have to watch the first one. You can still go into this one if you're looking for a good scare. Because if you've seen the first one, and if you've seen the original original Pengabdi Setan from the nineteen eighties, it was the nineteen eighties, right, not the nineteen nineties. Eighties, yes. 1980s. yes. If you've seen the original Pengabdi Setan as well, sure, you will get a lot more out of this movie. But as a standalone film, it is still mm. fucking scary. Like you don't need to know the law to be scared because. The way Joko Anwa plays with traditional haunted film tropes, with torchlights and matches, with strange creatures in the night, with silhouettes lurking behind our heroes, all of that stuff
1: is executed so well. It creeps lightning. the fuck out with, with lightning. lightning. Joko Anwa gives lightning center stage in this one. We also have to point out and i think i think the filmmakers have have done it subsequent the release of the film there's a lot of flashing moments in this so if you are particularly sensitive sensitive to those kind of things you might want to avoid this in the cinema because there's a lot of that because again like i said the lightning plays a part in this it's you know in 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 a hollywood movie you would see that that flashing light bulb that's flashing because it's in inverted commas old so it's breaking down blah 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 here he does it with lightning it's not something we've never seen but the execution of this in the raising of the tension in the use of the lightning when he doesn't use it is as effective to raise your stress levels as it is when he does use it
0: he begins the movie. And the way he introduces these characters are absolutely fantastic. The way he sets up his location is absolutely brilliant because the camera is constantly in motion and moving through every single space in this apartment building. And so much so that when you come back to it later, you are constantly looking behind everyone for that scare. There is one jump scare early in the film and you're thinking, ah, this is what I can expect from Pangabdi Setan too. But no, 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 no. He doesn't litter jump scares just for shits and giggles. Yeah. He uses that jump scare to fuck you up and then withholds it. Completely yes. withholds it. So just when you think, oh, here's another one. Nope. 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 And then you get comfortable and then boom. Oh, yeah.
1: it's so good. It's so smart. Also, I was not prepared. With how funny this movie was, the first one wasn't funny. The first one was very dark, very heavy. It was the breaking of this family. It was this family literally falling apart. Here, the characters are older. There, I think in the dialogue in Pengabdi Setan Two, they mentioned that it's been three years. So it's it's a while after, right? A lot of um, the the boys in, from the first one have gotten a little comfortable with the idea of what happened
0: yeah i mean they're joking about it right like they're like oh well how many families yeah. have their mom turned into a ghost right
1: i love <laughs> we were watching it at the premiere and the 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 seat behind us were were were, were very vocal in their disbelief as to what one of the sons were doing was doing throughout this big star moment but in my mind it works in my mind, it completely makes sense because he's lived through it. He's done shit before. This is nothing. At this point, he's grown older. He's now in that macho 15, 16, 17-year-old age. He's put these things down once. It's not It's not a monkey on his back. You know, he's walking around going, I've seen some shit, guys. I've seen that first movie. So, Which is why when he's going into these places where technically he's not supposed to be going into, it makes sense for him to do it. And and his character is great. I love him because he's 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 quippy without trying to be quippy. Him and his friends are have got some of the best lines in the film. The way they poke and prod at each other and annoy each other that was great. There's a lot to like here. There's a lot to like here. There's
0: so much to like. Like just the use of space is tremendous. There's a claustrophobia that adds to the creep factor. And then there is just the way Joko Anwar chooses to move his camera. There is a character by the name of Tari, played by Ratu Felicia, and there is a scene where she is in her apartment, and it's storming outside, and the lights are out, and the camera is tracking her, almost... And you're constantly seeing the stuff you see in other horror movies where, oh, look, there's a silhouette behind her. As she turns around, it disappears, right? But the way the camera moves and follows her in that sequence is brilliant because there is always this hint that there is something just behind her,
1: but she's blocking it and you can't see. And so you're trying to peer around her. He's set it up that those kinds of things will happen throughout the movie. So when it doesn't, you're not expecting it when it does. Correct. He uses that same trick to subvert your expectations throughout the film. Like you said, I was constantly looking behind everybody. I was looking out the window. I was expecting things to pop up behind the window, but never does. And that was the problem, right? Because every time there was lightning or every
0: time a character was in frame, I wasn't looking at the character. I kept looking around because I kept waiting for something to happen.
1: You then get lulled into this, this false sense of security thinking that oh Joko is not going to do it he did it in the first one a couple of times he's not doing it again he's fine holy shit he just did it and again I think the majesty of Pengabdi Setan 2 is the fact that even with all these really good scare setups he never forgets that there's a story there this isn't a fucking roller coaster, right? This isn't Haunted Mansions at Disney World. I've never ridden it, so I wouldn't know. I'm assuming it was like, but there is not just like a lame plot thing with just a bunch of ghosts thrown in. The story backs up all those scares.
0: But those are always the best horror films, right? Because it's the law that stays with you long after. It's the lore of The Exorcist that makes it one of the scariest movies of all time because you are thinking about it and then you are thinking about all of the ways it could be true or the moments in real life when it actually happened and all of this stuff. So it's building on that to actually scare the crap out of you long after the movie has actually ended. And that's just Mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic. The cast is great. I've got absolutely no complaints there. A special, special shout out to Kiki Narendra who plays Ustad Mahmud, who is a hilarious <laughs> character in this movie and we won't give away any of the jokes because they are too good yeah. and you have to yeah. go and watch it. Also, Bron, always, always good. Every time yeah. I watch him in these movies, I just wish he had better material given to him in Malaysian movies because he's such a yeah. great actor and he's just not given good stuff to do locally, which is why I think he's spending so much time in Indonesia making Indonesian movies. But, You know, for us, for both of us, I guess the biggest frustration is, you know, when you watch a movie like this and you think, yeah, they're right across the way, they don't have massive budgets, and yet they're producing something that is so accomplished, and that is so studied, and that is so well-crafted. And I think our biggest frustration is, why haven't we made anything that comes close?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess the closest one, even then, not that close, but... Ada Hantu was probably the closest decent one.
0: Agreed. Ada Hantu was a fantastic film. Hyrule Azrin kind of studies the form and uses it very, very well. But I think, for me, Pengabdi Setan is better because of the dialogue. I think the
1: writing here is absolutely superb. I completely agree that this is head and shoulders better than something like ada hantu but ada hantu is probably the closest we've come up with in recent time because it hasn't forgotten the story in the description ghost story and i I remember reading a lot of the comments that came out after the movie came out was that it wasn't scary enough you know this is what is this this is you know i wasn't afraid at all i was watching but that's not the point the point is that it has a story in a film you don't just want scares. You should want a story. It's a storytelling exercise. Yeah. So there has to be an evolution of character. There has an evolution of story. There has to be a growth. There has to be, I, I don't know, inciting incident and resolution, etc. Call to action, etc. Cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Point of the matter is, there's a story here. Ada yeah. had a story. It was probably funnier or trying to be funnier. The reason I love the comedy in Pengabdi Setan is because it's not comedy. It's one character who is funny. I had a, I had a great time at Pengabdi Setan 2. Also, it's available on IMAX, so you should probably fucking watch it on that.
0: Pengabdi Setan 2, we should mention, is the first Southeast Asian movie to be available on IMAX. And I think I'm going to watch it for a second time on IMAX, just to check out what that's like. Also, this is the kind of scary I like, so... Yeah, we highly, highly recommend Pengabdi Setan 2 Communion. It is showing in cinemas from Thursday, August 11th. You should check it out. This is the kind of horror movie that you will like even if you hate horror movies. Trust us on this one. Bahe is living proof of this. Let us know what you think once you've seen it. Goggler MY, are all of our social media feeds. You can also email us on podcast at or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler Hotline 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Goggler Podcast.